The year is 1877. Dakota Territory is a grim and desolate place, but in the small town of Sweet Ravine, law and order rules. The keeper of that peace is the most feared gunslinger west of the Mississippi. Hold on to those ten-gallon hats as we present the adventures of Sheriff Rawhide Law. When we last left the town of Sweet Ravine, Alex's husband, Caleb, had just heard a gunshot, and he was on his way to investigate. But bullets may not be the most lethal thing in Sweet Ravine right now. It's the season for the sickness that is spreading right quick about town. Seems like there's an outbreak of wedding fever going on. Young woman, let go of my arm. You put down that gun. I insist you release me at once. Put down that gun before I have to get rough with you. I am the mayor. Good afternoon, folks. Ah, Mr. Law, will you kindly assist me by removing this scoff law from my arm? I'm the deputy, and I'm telling you to put down that gun. Mr. Mayor... She is the deputy, and I would never lay a hand on a law enforcement agent going about her duties. Given that Kitty barely comes up to your armpit and weighs about 90 pounds with her boots, you might want to give some thought as to why such a being would latch onto your arm like an octopus. I'm trying to get him to put down that gun! So you have said. Her intent seems pretty straightforward, Mr. Mayor. One wonders why you're arguing the point so strenuously. I have no intention of doing anyone harm with my firearm. I was under the impression that doing harm was the intended usage of a firearm. Not at all. This was celebratory gunfire. I imagine that has a different meaning in my household than in others. But I think I need to point out that Kitty did her best to defuse this situation before the inevitable occurred. I don't understand. I believe that last was addressed to me, and as I take it, I believe my sweetie pie just referred to me as the inevitable. I thought it was romantic. And it was received in that manner. We'll talk later. Uh, Pipsqueak, you may release the malefactor. Yes, sir. I would prefer that you didn't call me sir. Yeah, well, I would prefer that you didn't call me Pipsqueak. That don't seem likely neither. True. Uh, Mr. Mayor, put your gun back into your holster or I will confiscate it. But, Sheriff, I... Let me stop you right there. Please give some consideration to a few key points. Think about all the times in our professional relationship you have used the term a but sheriff with me. Think also about how well those moments have worked out for you. Most of all, however, consider the fact that your pistol is still not safely cradled in your holster and how much I enjoy repeating myself. I take your meaning. Well, that only took about 40 times longer than it should have. I have more than a few problems with celebratory gunfire within the town limits, not the least of which is the theory that what goes up must also come down. But setting that aside for the moment, what was the cause of your celebratory mood? My daughter, Cerebelle, getting married. Well, congratulations. I assume Jasper finally got up the gumption to propose. I'll tell you what, Mr. Mayor, in honor of this occasion, there will be no fine for the discharge of a weapon, assuming you don't become plumb stupid and do that again. Moreover, after the ceremony is finished, I will be happy to supply a round of drinks for the whole wedding party at Jody's. Now, I have limited experience with weddings, but I believe the father of the bride is generally encouraged to actually attend. 
So you go on inside there so Slim can get those two kids hitched up good and proper. Thank you, Sheriff. Oh, oh, can I go in too? I'm still trying to figure out how a mute justice of the peace conducts a wedding. I think we need to spend some time sooner rather than later on teaching you how to take a weapon out of a man's hand, Pipsqueak. The brute force angle does not appear to be playing to your strengths. He's huge! I grant you that he may be part hippopotamus, but that doesn't mean you won't need to get a gun away from a man of even more substance. Now, the trick is... Why, Jessup Canton, good afternoon to you, young man. And Miss Patience Killigrew. Is the rapid pace of your approach a cause for concern? Ma'am? You came right up to the sheriff looking as though the hounds of hell were at your back. I'm asking if there's trouble. Not at all, Sheriff. We're just... Everything's fine. We didn't mean to disturb you. We're just... Standing outside of the Justice of the Peace's office, holding hands and being completely unable to take your eyes off one another? Oh, jeez. You two are fixing to... Yes, ma'am. Well, the mayor's daughter is in there right now doing the same thing. You've got a line in front of you, but you'd best get inside. I'll stay out here. Thank you, Sheriff. I Go. really... Darling, by the way you're trying to look in every direction at once, I suspect something very bad just happened. No. Two people who I happen to know have been in love for a long time are getting married. Tain't no bad thing there. So that look on your face is because of... Because of what is about to happen. Kitty, take this. That's a gun. I am aware. You said I wasn't allowed to have guns? You're not allowed to have guns. You're allowed to have this gun. I don't understand. I believe my beloved wife would like every capable hand near her to be armed at this juncture. Take the gun, Kitty. You carrying anything? Two Derringers. Remind me to buy you a real gun someday. Perhaps some information about the nature of the threat would be in order. Where is she? Um, sir, that woman is carrying a well, a substantial amount of firearms. Yes, I am aware. You will also note the dynamite she has strapped to herself. If you need to shoot this woman, not shooting that dynamite would be the best option. And how will we know if we need to shoot this woman? I'm afraid, Pipsqueak, that may be one of the shortest learning curves of your career. Sheriff Rawhide, is my boy in there? Cora, I don't know if you've heard or not, but I'm now a married woman. The name is Rahad Law these days. Now, Mrs. Canton... You ain't answered my question. What, what, C- Cora Canton? Calamity Canton? In the flesh. Now, I will ask one more time. Is my boy inside there? He is. Now, I will ask you one time to turn in your guns. I don't want any ruckus starting. You don't want a ruckus. You get out of my way, Alex. Patience! Patience, Killigrew! You get out here, you hussy. Mama, you put away those guns right now. I ain't talking to you, boy. Patience, you get on out here. Cora, I'm telling you, this needs to stop. Patience! I'm here. You ain't taking my boy from me. He's a grown man, and I love him. You can't... Don't you tell me what I can't do. You ain't taking him, I said. I'm calling you out.
Have you used a gun before, Miss Patience? Of course I've used a gun before. I'm from Sweet Ravine. That's fair. May I see your draw, please? That was faster than I expected. There's been a crazy lady with a lot of guns breathing down my neck for a number of years. I'm not letting that old harpy keep running Jessup's life anymore. Do you think it's fast enough? I've never seen your opponent in action, but I imagine the nickname Calamity might not be a sign in your favor. She and her husband killed 20 men in Canada before he died. I don't know the whole story, but apparently rustling her cattle was a mistake. And this does not worry you? The day I met Jessup was the day I wanted to marry him. But when he proposed, it took me a whole month to say yes. Why do you suppose that was? I'm guessing you knew it would come to this. I didn't know if I could put myself in a kill-or-be-killed position. Then I decided that without Jessup, I was already half-dead. Don't suppose that makes a lot of sense to you? I'm very much in love with the woman I married, Miss Patience. I understand right enough. Thank you for not asking. Sorry? When you saw me and Jessup the first time, you didn't ask why I had a gun at my side and he did not. I know you noticed. I did. He's not a coward. I neither said nor thought he was. You don't have to explain. No, I don't, but there's no shame in it either. It was the war. He killed men in the war and decided he hated it. Won't touch a pistol for anything in the world. Even me. I fought in that same war. And I know more than one man like yours, ma'am. My opinion doesn't mean anything here, but like you say, no shame there. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Let's get back to that draw of yours. I may assume rightly that you've never been in a gunfight before? It's not a habit, no. Then you will likely miss a step if someone doesn't warn you. So, this is me, warning you. The sequence of events is not draw and fire. The sequence is draw Aim. Fire. But Listen to me, please. There is no prize for getting off the first shot. The only shot that counts is the one that hits. Aim. Don't go thinking you'll try for a lucky shot right out of the draw and then aim on the second shot. You will miss, and then you will be dead. Aim. 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 Like that? As... Much as it doesn't feel good to have a pistol directed at the center of my chest, yes, like that. Have you been in many gunfights, Mr. Law? Just one. You will note the slight scar on my left ear. That was from my opponent, who did not aim. Then I will take your advice to heart, hopefully in lieu of a bullet to the same place. There is one thing that puzzles me, however. Yes? Why exactly did your wife leave that little girl to watch over Calamity Canton? Mm, my wife has a fondness for efficiency. She uses the resources she has to the best of her ability. I am assuming that since Mrs. Canton appears to be the least likely to be swayed by reason, my wife assigned Kitty the least reasonable asset she had to that task. And how do you think that's going? This is not up for debate. If you want to fight a right and proper duel, you have to take the dynamite off first. About as well as you'd expect. Generally, I serve whiskey or beer. I'm guessing your face is saying whiskey. What do you usually serve at a funeral? Everything. Then I guess that's my order. Mr. Canton. There is a distinct dearth of happy endings in my immediate future, Jody. 
I was hoping to be a few states away before Mama found out where I was. And the best laid plans go awry. I suppose everything is called for. Here's a beer. I'm gonna go in back and see if I don't have something particularly special for this occasion. May I sit down? Sure. So, I imagine you think I'm a coward. You imagine quite a few things right now, I reckon. That isn't a no. There is a good deal, both written and unwritten behind the job description of sheriff. Correcting people's mistaken impressions about what I'm actually thinking isn't on that list. I tend to be grateful for that. Fine. Yes, it is. You can't stop this? You are the sheriff. You know I can't. Your mama made this a right and proper duel by calling Patience out, and Patience was fool enough to go and accept. There are places where duels are illegal, and then there's Sweet Ravine. So today, I'm either going to bury my mama or my fiancé. I think the statistics on this kind of gunfight actually lean toward both. Sorry. I notice your tone indicates you're blaming me for that. Maybe I am. Maybe. But I suspect that's on account of you really don't want to blame the right person. I can't blame Mama for being Mama. When being Mama involves pointing a gun at the woman you love, I really think you can, actually. But that still isn't what I meant. You're angry at your Mama for being plum crazy. You're angry at me for not being able to stop the fight. I suspect you're soon going to find someone else to be angry with. Again, it's all because you don't want to blame the right person. And that would be? The only person who called you a coward today. Who called me a coward? You did. Here you go. It's either going to get you drunk in an awful hurry, or it'll kill you. It's kind of the risk you take with Granny's moonshine. Thanks. You're welcome. Anything for you, Sheriff? I have a gunfight I have to go supervise. Need to be sober for that, you understand? Mr. Canton, you gonna take a chance on dying by moonshine? Before or after somebody you love gets killed. I can't do anything, Sheriff. If you say so. I can't. The day I proposed to Patience, I thought this might happen. I tried to go pick up a gun again. Didn't plan to shoot anything more than an old can of beans. But I couldn't. Couldn't so much as put my hand on the gun. I just stood there with my gun belt on, looking like an idiot. It was like the gun was frozen there ever since the war. If I live to be a hundred years old, I'm never going to be able to pull it out. I'm not strong enough. So don't try. Ah, the wisdom of a bartender. What are you... Look, you don't understand. I can't draw on anyone. It doesn't matter that it's my mama. I can't draw a gun at all. I can't kill anyone. Not even for patience. I don't recall asking you to kill anyone, Jessup. Here you go. Now, why exactly did you just put a gun belt and pistol on the bar? Because a good bartender knows what her customers need the most. It was Daddy's, and the leather might be a bit warm, but it'll serve its purpose. Well, I suppose I should go. Are you coming, Jessup Canton? Just one.
You will get all the other guns back after the gunfight, assuming you're alive to collect them. One gun each. That's fair. This one. Fine. No, wait. The pearl-handled one. That's the right choice for this occasion, ain't it? I don't know the right gun to kill your son's girl with. That'll do, Cora. Patience, you come on over here. You're going to take ten paces from each other and turn back. I'll throw up this coin, and when it hits the ground, you may commence to being stupid and killing each other. Anyone tries to draw before that coin is on the ground, and I promise you, you'll be dead before your gun clears its holster. Someday, I might want to test that, Sheriff. Don't poke the bear, Calamity. Now, let's start to counting. One. Two. Patience! Jessup, I don't want you to see this. This don't concern you, boy. Patience, Killigrew, you take that gun belt off right this minute. But... Right now. Right this very second, you hear me? If you ever wanted to marry me, you're going to take that gun off your hip and get yourself into the Justice of the Peace's office where it is safe. Boy, don't you interfere with this. Draw, Mama. You heard me. Draw. You see this gun on my belt? I'm calling you out. I'm getting married today, or I'm going to need a pine box. Which is it? What are you? What does it look like? You gonna put your own son in the ground, Mama? If so, get to it. I'm tired of this tomfoolery. You know I'm not gonna draw this monstrosity. So you either shoot me right now, or you go on home. Come on, Mama. You make up your mind. I have places to be. This... This ain't right. And I'm taking that as my answer. Now, if you want to be there when your son gets married, you take off that belt and come watch. But I swear, Mama, one word, and I'll throw you out on your keister. You coming? Well, of course I'm coming. Well, let's go then. Isn't this the part where you come up to me and say, So? I think everything that needed to be said was said. I like a good happy ending. Which is one of the reasons I married you. Aw, jeez. Someday you might not mind all the mushy stuff, Pipsqueak. But if today isn't that day, you might want to look away. Right about now. Here ends another adventure of Sheriff Rawhide Law. Happy endings may abound in the Wild West, but never forget there's always danger lurking over the next sunrise. What new adventures does time have in store for the town of Sweet Ravine? Tune in next time and find out. You've been listening to Rawhide Law, Episode 5, produced by Seat of Our Pants Players and written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Alex was Jill Wenzel. Caleb was Dan Wenzel. Kitty was Brianna Cooley. The mayor was Rick Tennant. Jody was Liz Music. Patience was Rebecca Shimer. Jessup was Andrew Dell. And Calamity Canton was Andy Gaston Guy. Music and sound effects by www.freesfx.co.uk. Cowboy Sting and Fig Leaf Times 2 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. We'll see you next time, partners.